You know, thinking philosophically can't come if you force it. I feel every time I think of something that I think is... I think is a deep and unnecessary and I never really pay much attention to it. Because I'm so used to it. I'm so used to thinking in that way. I've been doing it my whole life, just in different ways. I've just been... Everything I look at tells a story. Everything. I... I can look at a fucking table and wonder... How did this get here? How did they carry it up the stairs? Um, there's a scratch on the side of it. Shit, did they do that? Like, coming up the stairs, I thought I saw a scuff, like, on the wall. Maybe it was there. Um, crap like that. Like, I look at how many times, like, a wear on the floor for how many times the chairs have been pulled, pulled in or out to see where the family actually eats. And, uh, from there, I judge their, like, uh, togetherness and just build build my personal impression of basically any particular person that I'm with. That's why I like antiques so much, especially antiques with proven history behind them. Because then I research the person and I find out everything I did with this, and I'm like, man, this thing tells such a, such a story. It's incredible. And that's why I'm not very fond of this type of apartment, this type of life. Because it's new. It, it, it applies to a new culture. A, young, a younger generation than myself. You know, everybody here just is in a different mindset, or at least everybody I've met. And I just feel out of place. I, I like older houses. A town or a city that was established in the 1800s, you know, and it's built their way up from there. Like Hasbrook Heights. That town has such a long history, and it's such a small, like, one by two mile uh, town in the middle of the densely po- most densely populated state. And so insignificant, but it's such a, such an impact. That's why I need to be places like those. Because here, I mean, this is a fucking apartment. Yeah, I think about, like, how it was built. I think about, like, the guys who painted this wall and why they missed, like, a little corner over there that they had tape over it. They were standing right there, like, sweating their asses off, trying to get the shit done at the bottom of the fucking food chain. But that just gets boring after a while. 
The house that I'm in on base, it's it's brand freaking new. It's and then when we go back, or when when we leave and somebody else moves in, they make it look like nobody's ever lived there. And yes, a lot of people can think that's a good thing. Everybody leaves something behind. Everybody tells a story with their footsteps. You know, every movie make tells a story. And yeah, a lot of a lot of it could be is boring. And, you know, whatever however like an older house or something there's little dents in the wood floor original wood floor not dents but just little little impressions like tiny two impressions and you notice that and you keep it in your mind and you think about those impressions and what it could possibly be and like an hour later you see the wife of a family standing exactly where those impressions are doing the dishes and she looks miserable doing it the wife the wife does the dishes to the point where she feels like that's her job and she's always there in the same spot doing the same thing while you know the rest of the family's out like in the table still cracking jokes or has moved on done something else whereas my family we just put our shit in like at least with me I I tried never to let dinner end abruptly any social gathering cannot end abruptly it just makes that it, it just ruins the moment Although it might just be another day, just every moment, if you if you ruin enough of the same moment, it doesn't become a moment anymore. And you get to the point where where everybody subconsciously doesn't even want to have dinner together anymore. Like, say, the the kids are, like, in their early teens and they're starting to develop independency. So, but the the parents have, have been formal and always had dinner at the dining room table every, every night. Traditional wife cooks, everything. So they have dinner every single night then the kids are getting independent. The parents parents love having the kids at the table because it just gets them together at every point, at one point in every day, at the end of the day. So how was your day at school? And then the kids just 
they don't care anymore. They want, they want to just, you know, text their friends or whatever the fuck. And it gets to the point where they start arguing about it, and that just pushes the child farther away. Next thing you know, they wind up not leaving the room during dinner, and, you know, they just, oh, oh I'm out. I'm not, I'm not at dinner anymore. I mean, I'm, wow, it's fine. I won't be there. I won't be home from dinner. For dinner. Whatever. I won't be home for dinner. Holy shit. So, like, your oldest daughter just keeps telling you at least, like, twice a week that she won't be home for dinner. And when she is there, just ignores you. You have two other kids who are fine with it. So you push it off for a while, but then when they hit the same age and everything, because you get excited. That's when you get excited about a new per or your oldest daughter coming home and having dinner with the family. And maybe eventually she'll put her phone down a little bit more and everything, and you, you start getting excited because you lost it. You lost that moment of having her joining you. Then the, the second kid, or the third... Yeah, the second oldest kid gets to the same age, maturity, whatever, puberty, and they start going through the same thing, or similar at least, in their own in their own way. And they start doing the same thing. They stop they stop going and you know, they say they care and they they act like they care like they'll say it and everything and be like They'll talk about it. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, some kids just say, I don't give a fuck, but those are the ones actually recognized because they go over the top. Over the top. But when you do it just over a period of time, um, yeah, when you have dinner with without your kids, that's the only reason you had dinner around the table to bring your you and your family together but at that point it's a, it's just not worth it anymore so your third child the youngest by considerably the youngest grows up around this recognizes it doesn't think anything of it but notices notices the way it helped because I wasn't much of a talker everybody would tell me you you just look like you're taking everything in because I was like if I'm talking to a group of people I don't just stand there well I do stand there awkwardly but that's only because I don't talk but it's I just stand there like casually do what everybody else is doing you know like it looks like I'm engaged because in a way I am. I'm looking at everybody in the eye when they talk. I'm reacting to what they say. And you know what? I found like like that. Yeah, you might be... You might stand out for being the least talkative person in your group. But you're the only one who truly listens. And you do that, you notice a lot of people start talking to you 
directly. Yeah, they'll bring up they'll bring up uh, stories that happen like that you had nothing to do with, or whatever, like inside jokes and shit. But they're explaining the story to you. They're not talking to their friends about yeah this, when this happened. It was so cool. Don't you remember? Whatever. No, they're telling you the story. And the friends are chiming in like, yeah, man. Yeah, it was awesome. And like putting, like giving you their input. But it's directed towards me. That's why when people talk about things I have no idea about, so I can't pay attention, I can't look at their, I can't really like participate at all because, you know, I do respond. I do talk about the subject. I just listen more than I talk. I do engage in the conversation, but if you talk about sports or some shit that I I don't care, I don't care to give half a shit about, I can't engage in that conversation. I've tried. I've tried really hard to, you know, engage in sports conversations as far as, like, I started researching. Uh, just researching, like, different facts about sports and, like, what, what was uh, going on currently... Um, I wouldn't go as far as watching the games because, God, I could I could barely get through one football game. It's just so fucked stupid. But, God, football's a whole... <laughs> another whole recording. Anyway. But I can't engage in their conversation because I I couldn't give two shits. So I don't. And I look, that's when I look, that's when I look like physically that I'm, I'm just not there. I'm just watching TV out in my own head. Either thinking about how awkward this is or just trying to tune it out altogether. I just, um, yeah, and then all of a sudden they would and um, the more engaged I'm supposed to be in this conversation like say somebody was introducing me to somebody else they expect me to engage a conversation with them oh hey nice to meet you you know I heard about this you know whatever but when the, it's directed towards you and you're expected to respond and expected to engage in small talk socially that's when it's awkward and that's when I get socially awkward and try and stay away from social events because I know that's going to happen. I don't mind actually being there, being out and being with people and, you know, enjoying myself. It's just, I know that something's going to happen awkwardly or something that I'm going to take way too seriously and personal in my own head and think about for the next two days. I know it's going to happen and... I've that I've gotten over my social anxiety by a lot. Just convincing myself that that shit doesn't matter. You know, everyone everyone goes through shit. Everyone like gets uncomfortable sometimes. I just do more often, but you know, everyone deals with it. And that's how I've become more social and be able to get out and whatever. I'm not scared, like literally scared to go to a party. I'm not I'm not scared of really anything else. Um I I'm really not intimidated if somebody wants to fight me. 
I'll give it my best shot, but I'm probably gonna lose. I mean, depending on the person, there's some people I can, I could hit, I could hit fucking hard, but. You know, I'm still scrawny and whatever. So, I mean, there's a lot of people who can kick the shit out of me, but it really doesn't bother me. I'm not intimidated. So, I mean, I can go up to somebody... Well, I I wouldn't do it to anybody undeserving. Or I, I can have an argument with somebody and make them want to, like, destroy their life. However, I can't. I can't take it out. I can't put it out. When I try and formulate this shit into words, at least when I'm talking to people and I'm thinking too much into it, I can't function and then just look more awkward. and, And that's why I was labeled social anxiety from, like, oh, I was labeled socially awkward for most of my life and people would make fun of it too to my face because I never really cared like I knew I was you know it it would eat at like take a bite out of me every time of course especially if I was actually really especially at the point when I was really trying to improve like truly devoting my all my effort into improving my social anxiety and it, it worked a lot for a while and You know, it helped me at the time. Because I, I did. I helped myself. I didn't even have medication. I just really tried to convince myself. Because I that I had a good life. And it was the only time I was really genuinely happy without being on any... On anything or... You know, I, I was genuinely happy for, happy for a little while. But then, but then you get time to yourself, you know, broke off, your relationship ended, sucks, you know, your time's running out so you have to leave fucking military, (laughs) and, you know, you feel like you just, you hit the peak and that's it. And it destroys your world. Because you were so happy. At least happy to your standards, at least. A normal day for somebody else. But you were so happy. Like, literally, I would laugh out of nowhere. People get annoyed. Like, having a serious conversation. Or even silence. Silence, yeah. All the time, I would just burst out laughing. Or during sex, too. I used to do that a lot. Just start burst out laughing. And smiling and everything. And it was the only time in my life that's actually happened. And I believe it's because I had no worries. That's why I use that as my, like... um, You know, life goal and motivation. All I'm really going on is the premise of having no worries you know all you, just about everyone aspires to be a doctor or have a successful job and a family and everything but no you know you can achieve those things and you can live out your entire life 
retire, pension, and everything. And that's great. But... Your daughter's ill. You know, um, you went through your midlife crisis and everything. Um, fucking, you know, like shit like that. I, I mean, yeah, life for a retiree like that isn't too bad, but you just don't. I just, I think it's just a desperate plea or just a, something to live by, I guess. I don't know. I really just don't want to worry about anything because worrying is literally my biggest enemy. It causes my anxiety. I worry about everything because I, I'm just so deep into fucking thought about just about everything that happens in my life. That's why I love mindless video games, because I'm just... I'm so fucking bored that I... I, uh... already got bored with every... every stimuli around me. So I'm just blankly staring at a screen, and that's all I fucking want to do. Because it... it distracts me. Because the game is so... The game is so fucking addicting... It's just, it draws your attention away, or your focus mentally. You're just engrossed in a game that... It's even better when you're actually good at it, too. But yeah, just it distracts you, and it's so relieving. And you actually play, play anything really well. It's so distracting, because it's made to addict you. And that's what addiction is. It's, you get addicted to the distraction of your real problem. Yes, a lot of drugs are physically addictive. And that's why it ruins people's lives. But once they get over the physical addiction, because your body adjusts. You're, you know, it takes, what, a couple weeks if you're sober to not have any physical, like, maybe a month, depending on what it is, to, like, have all your, like, completely washed out of your body and all the physical symptoms, like, you're not getting uh, dope sick and, you know, not having seizures and shit anymore, headaches are gone, you know, you're eating healthier, whatever. But you're still going to want it. If you're, if you're running away, if you still want to run away from your thoughts and or what you're actually going through, you know, shit like that. And that's why so many people go back to drugs. And that's why you have to surround yourself by different people. Because I'm a different person here mentally than I am in Jersey. And I'm so out of out of my own conscious here. You know, 
That's the feeling of not fitting in. But, I mean, I ignore it, but it's just, it gets to me. Some people are very adaptable in different places. Me, I tolerate it. I just try to make everybody else happy. But I I have, you know, I want to do some shit too. And that's how you get tanked as a manager. Once I do, I'm not going to care anymore. I'm going to get bored and move on to something else. If a fucking ghost literally came up to me right now and explained himself to me, and I'm seeing him there standing in front of me, I'm putting my fucking hand through his chest, and he's telling me, yeah, like, all this shit, and I'm freaking looking around for a fucking projector, but, you know, I'll you know, it's just fucking crazy. Uh, then yeah, I would understand them. And I wouldn't be so curious. I wouldn't be scared at all. And if I think of something else, I'd want to figure it out. But I, I really wouldn't care anymore. It wouldn't bother me. If I see a ghost or hear a ghost, I'm like, yeah, it's Jeff Long Road. You know, I wouldn't do that shit. Then I'll move on to something else. And that's just... I just dig and dig and dig. Into things I find curious.
that's how you read a person. You know how you go up to somebody. You go up to somebody and you know you you can see what they're going through. Um Alright, let me tell, let me uh, start that over. You, you look at somebody and you can see what they're going through right now. Like, say somebody had a massive trauma, like losing a lot, like their father or something, and it happened like a week ago, right? For the most part, he's you know, he's it's on his mind every day. All the funerals, shit's done with. All that stress is over. Yeah, it's crazy, the whole funeral shit. You have all that stress. All that stress in one, because you're making all the arrangements and shit, figuring shit out. Completely unexpected, thrown at your life. But then the climax, the funeral, the burial, cremation, whatever... It's that, it's the end, it's the last, it's finally all came together, and like a wedding or whatever, you know, everyone's all excited until the wedding, and once it happens, it happens. Oh my god, girl, your wedding was so awesome, and then talk about it once, and, you know, never talk about it again, and, like, push casual small talk until a picture comes up, and like, oh, remember when I told Jeff this? But they don't truly talk about it, you know? That's why I've never been good at small talk. Because somebody would be talking to me. Asking me how my day was, how I was working at Applebee's or something. And I wind up asking them, like... what they did to save money growing up, you know. I try so hard to get that deep conversation because it's really only, really all I can understand. You know, if we're just talking about, you know, like, because I don't really keep up with modern shit, like modern trending media. I don't watch football games. I don't watch football You know, I just started watching fucking popular shows, (laughs) you know, so I have something to talk about, but for a lot of things, for a long time, now I'm starting to open up a lot more, but for a long time, I just never, I, I would, I would just not know what to talk about, because I'd have a fucking thousands of questions running on my head but then I choose a good question for the time setting and everything and everything seems right and I wait for the right moment to say it you know somebody just made a noise or whatever I'm not gonna ask and you know it breaks their it breaks somebody's um uh train of thought like you're watching a movie or something uh, really important scene comes up, 
and it just it was just uh it's right in the middle of it and she's waiting for it and shit and then somebody slams the door in the next room or something and then it reminds her about like when he gets angry he does that and it pisses her off or depending on how significant the noise represents like a uh <laughs> Like something scratching, like a plant scratching on the side of the house that she's heard every day for the past couple of years is not gonna is not gonna ruin that strong of a train of thought. But something that like they truly don't like or or their parents telling them or whoever's cooking telling them uh hey man, dinner's ready then is ready to make a plate and they walked in there with a plate of food that you've been waiting for all day that's usually more significant than train of thought than that and you see how you notice how um, you can then figure out how uh, how consumed they were with whatever they're watching if they were truly into it or whatever they say no man fuck you <laughs> no, not really, but they would just say, yeah, man, I'll be there in a few minutes, or, or uh, you know, shit like that. But if they automatically uh, are like, oh, my God, that looks so good, oh, my God, okay, I gotta get a plate, shit, and they wind up going outside. You know, I've had that happen, like, I'm watching a movie with people, and they go out, do something, and then fucking they wind up just somewhere else, or, like, still talking outside, because, like, um, they had to go get something from a friend or whatever. And they're just talking out there for hours now. And I'm watching this movie that I wanted them to see because it's fucking awesome. And they thought it was awesome. And I th- heard, really wanted to watch it and watch it, whatever. And then they wanted to watch it, but the situation wasn't right. And then you can see how in their heads people are. If they, um, usually people really in their heads are slow and, you know, Yeah, when watching a movie, you can tell how in in somebody's head they are. Uh, wow, how in their own head they are. If is it changes all the time. I mean, you focus on like I said, with playing the game or something like that. You focus your attention on different things, like stronger on stronger on certain things than others. So you can tell at that particular time.
what they're like. This has no significance whatsoever. But it's just what goes through my fucking head. Every time I'm with somebody. So... So if it's somebody who watches this movie that they really wanted to watch, they'd be fully, fully engaged in that, no matter the situation. Awkward, loud, loud conversation, uh, annoying or whatever. Yet they tune it all out to focus on that. So they're not, they're not themselves. They're just staring, staring at at the TV, watching it. They're not paying attention to anything like having a conversation about dinner or whatever. He doesn't care. And the TV is more important. And you can tell that by how easily they're distracted from that moment. So, you're watching a movie and everyone's talking around you. Somebody says something about, you know, the iPhone 8. And if you care enough at that particular time or want to participate at that particular time, you know, you're not just like, screw this, man. You say, like, yeah, yeah, I just got one right here. I just got this one, you know. And then, you know, you go on from there if, if you can tell that they care or are actually listening to you. So you tell them, yeah, man, I, I never had a case on my phone until I got this one. Yeah, my old phone I had for five years. You know, I like Apple a lot better than, than Android. But, you know, I just got a... I had a Kindle Fire for a couple of years, and I never really used it because I wanted a Nook, something that was gray and black and easy on the eyes, not an actual tablet. I mean, I wasn't upset with it, but it was just not... I wanted it to read books, and that's all I wanted to do, because it was so much more convenient, and I can get free books and everything I just wanted to read. Then she got me a Kindle Fire, and I mean, yeah, it was a more expensive one, and I appreciate that she went the extra mile to get me something that she thought would make me even happier than the one that I wanted, and I could appreciate that so much, like... There's so much that I owe my family that it's, I, I couldn't, I could not even begin to repay that uh, I can't. So I appreciated it, but I couldn't, you know, I, I wanted to read. I didn't want a fucking tablet for any reason whatsoever. So I never used it. I used it maybe twice. So I looked up books and saw if there's anything interesting for free. But then I was like, yeah. I mean, I, the thrill was already gone. So I just kind of put it away. And I just started using it. And, I, and I'm not using it like an e-reader. I'm using it as tablets. And I'm like, you know, Android does have some cool features, even though it's really outdated. But, you know, there's some cool things you can do with Android you can't do with Apple. And I, I was kind of considering... 
I'm uh, maybe making a switch if I looked into it. But I, I didn't. I was too dedicated. <laughs> but... Oh yeah, they're fully engrossed in what they're doing and ignoring their ignoring the surroundings around them. Then they care more about what's going on. They're just rather somebody in their own head keeps looking around. A movie's playing that everybody else wanted to see. You're interested in it, too. This is what happens to me. Well, it used to happen to me a lot worse than it is now. It really doesn't doesn't happen anymore. But when I'm watching a movie, like, every, say everybody else really wanted to watch it, and you're like, yeah, this movie's awesome. Like, I, I wanted to watch it, too. So you guys watch it, and, like, everybody's watching it, and, you know, they're... Their attention is focused on TV. Whereas me? Oh god, me. I need to be looking around. I'm never, like... Like, yeah, of course, I watch a TV... I watch a movie or whatever. If it's fucking awesome, I'm, like... Watching the shit out of it. I mean that's what that's what was so hard for me to become less social socially awkward is like learning that or trying so fucking hard to get out of my own head, and it it has worked a bit, but but I I constantly look around, I look at other people. I look at who I room with, I'm like, they're sitting in a, they're sitting, like, the more comfortable they look sitting, the more comfortable they are. So, if I see somebody who is sitting in a position you know is uncomfortable, easy one would be, uh, 